already said, my name is Tim, and uh, I'm one of the leaders here at The Vine. And uh, thanks, Dave, for leading us through that. And it's good to spend time waiting on God. You know, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, we had silence for the last five, about five minutes. And um, that's probably the most quietest time, except for when I'm asleep in my life, um, which is good. It's really good. But we are starting a new series this morning on uh, limitless living, limitless living. And this series is all about uh, breaking off the limits of the past and looking ahead and being all you can be in a brighter new way. So often the world around us wants us to, wants to box us in, wants to make us feel small and insignificant. The world will say, who are you? What can you do? But in God, we can have big, influential lives that affect people with the gospel. You could say limitless living is a bit like Mary Poppins. You know Mary Poppins had that bag that she just kept taking stuff out of it. Uh, you didn't understand how or uh, how she did it, but more and more came out. And that is what limitless living is like, that we can just keep going into God. We don't understand how he always comes up trumps, but he does. Do you dare to believe God for greater things and make the necessary changes? So each week we're going to be going through a different thing, uh, a different aspect on limitless living. This is what 2 Corinthians 6 says. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. It's a great message translation. You know, many of you know that I love my walks. Whether I'm walking to the local Tesco's and I go around the park a couple of times to get around there for 10 minutes, just get some fresh air, or I'm going off to the Purbex or to the, to the beach. I love going for long and short walks. And I realized this uh, not so long ago, is that I love walks because it makes my vision and life bigger. If I'm just doing the same things every day, going to the same places, uh, the same buildings, everything feels so small. But when you go for a walk and you can look out for miles, it makes you realize how great our God is and it makes you, you have a bigger vision for your life and you feel bigger. Does anyone ever experience very similar? No, maybe not. But it does work for me. So today I'm going to speak on limitless faith. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now faith is a confidence of what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. If you had limitless faith, what would you dare to do or be? If you had limitless faith, what would you dare to do or be? What would you dare to happen in your life if faith wasn't an issue? 
if you had enough faith to do anything, you could believe for anything to be done or to happen in your life, what would you have faith for? See, God has given us the mind to facilitate vision. He's given us the mind to see a new and better way. He's given us the mind to dream. He's given us the mind and the spirit to have a limitless faith. He hasn't given us a mind to see, uh, to not to see new things in new ways, but he's given every single one of us to see a better future and to see things happen. See, I love that we have the opportunity to have limitless faith. See, Jesus says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Let's just grasp that from it. So, so whatever's going on, what you're thinking, if I could have any faith for something, that might be impossible for you, but the Bible says it is possible for God. On our own, life can be hard, life can be tiring, and in many ways, life can be difficult. But with God, all things are possible. Here's a question for you. What do you need faith for today in your life? What are the things in life that are impossible for you, but possible for God? Faith for that certain person in my life to get saved. I'm really praying to God, that person, my family, or my friend, or my neighbor, or my, in my workplace, I want to see them get saved. Do you need faith for healing? Do you need faith for your finances? Do you need faith for joy? Faith for peace? Faith in your workplace, because work is a really big struggle at the moment. Or do you need faith in your heart? Because today, my aim is to raise and speak faith into you. See, a faith that believes that mountains can move. A faith that believes that I can walk on a sea. A faith that believes the best is yet to come. A faith that believes for the impossible. A faith that sees past what you physically can see now. Has anyone ever heard of a guy, and forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong, Nicholas James Vigigdi, I think his name. He's an Australian Christian evangelist. He's got no arms and no legs. Like I said, forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong. He is, he, he's got this condition where he was born with no arms or no legs. And, but he is a man of faith. And I think in every one of our lives, we have things that can stop us having faith, like this man called Nick. His is something physical, but ours might be something emotional or mentally. Something that's happened in our life that would stop us having faith, but we need to have faith in our God. Let's read Hebrews 11, 13 to 16 together. Hebrews 11, uh, verses 13. If you haven't got a Bible, uh, it'll be on the screen. It says this. All these people are still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. Verse 15. If they had been thinking of the country that they had left, they would have, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to, call, to be called their God. 
who has prepared a city for them. See, the writer of Hebrews is saying this. Faith was a way of life for all these people previously. Previously to what I've just uh, read out from Hebrews 11 is a hall of faith. He's talking about Noah, Abraham, Enoch, all these people that are, had, had great men and women of faith. But he's saying that they died with faith. That, sh- that tells us that they lived a lifestyle of faith. Their heartbeat was a resounding symbol to faith. They walked and served in faith. See, if you could rate your faith levels on a 1 to 10 today, what would it be? One is, I don't even believe in God, so I can't even have any faith in God. Ten is that I am filled with faith. Faith, I'm going to see this person, I'm going to see this person get saved. Day and night, you are filled, filled with faith. Five, by the way, is that sometimes I feel like God could do this. Other times, sometimes, mainly in the night, I don't feel that filled with faith. What is your faith levels? Do you know what is one of the most things that everyone does every day? It's one of the most biggest things everyone does every day. That is talking. It's words. And research says the average person spent, uh, sorry, says about 7,000 words a day. For some of us, we speak more than others. Um, I wouldn't like to say who, but some of us speak more than others. Some of us are quieter, but apparently we spend about seven, we say about 7,000 words a day. So if we knock off, just say, eight hours to go to bed, and I, most of us don't, well, well, maybe we all do sleep talk, but you won't use most of your words whilst you're sleeping. It leaves 16 hours in a day. So 7,000 divided by 16 hours is roughly 437 words. Uh, so you roughly say about 437 words a day. See, this is where it relates to faith, because I believe that faith has a tone. Faith is a sound, it's a language, and it's often not the words we often use. It's the faith, is a language which aligns with the word of God. I love the Americans. So this is nothing against the Americans, and I did this a couple of months ago. Uh, but I want us to highlight it again. Uh, I want to play a little game, and this game is that I'm going to say a, 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 an English word, and you've got to tell me the American word. You get it? Okay, this is nothing against Americans. I love the people from across the pond, and uh, they're great people, just to let you know. But we're going to have a laugh at them at their expense. So, uh, so this is the English. Jam. Jelly, yes. Houses, community. Community of houses. A real estate, apparently. A pram. A baby carriage. Well done, Karen. Trousers. Pants. Trainers. Yes. See, see, that was just a few. But see, the words can change depending upon who you're around, where you are. See, if I was here and I said I forgot to put my pants on today, you might be like, Tim, that would be a bit too intimate for this setting. Do not let us know. And uh, just to let you know, I have put my pants on today. (laughs) But 
But if I was in America and I said I forgot to put my pants on today, that they might be like, oh, yeah, it's because you've got shorts on. Of course, we know you haven't got your pants on. You know, they, it's a different thing for different environments. So words are in many ways really important. The what words we use in specific environments, but also what words we use to describe something and to say something are really, really important. And I think words are really important when it comes to faith. Words can change the way we approach something. Words can change our perspective. In life, we are bombarded with words. I'm speaking words at you today. And you've got, you've got the um, privilege, yes, privilege, and, but you've got the opportunity to either say, I'm going to throw all those words out, or I'm going to listen to them, or I'm going to think about them. You've got the opportunity to make a decision about the words you hear, not just from me, but from everyone every day. But we are bombarded words. And I think in society and in church, we underestimate the power of words. Galatians 3 verse 5 says this. So again, I ask you, does God give you his spirit and work, uh, and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Or the, another translation says this. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? See, it's by hearing what God says, what the Bible says, by hearing faith that the miracles come. See, it's, it's in many ways like a check. Does anybody want to check off me today? No, no one wants to check off me? You want it, Dave? It's written out. I've written it out. But the thing is with this check, I'm about to write your name on it, Dave. See, you, all you guys are missing out on a check. See, I've just written a Dave to Dave Gawler. I've written 20 pounds to Dave Gawler, but I haven't signed it. And see, with this check, Dave, is it right if I give Dave 20 quid? Yeah, I know, but I've, no, you don't need to sign it. It only needs one signature. But without, without a signature, this check is worthless. We all know this. This check is worthless. Does anyone use checks? I had to find this check but the other day. I couldn't find it anywhere. But this check is worthless. But with a signature, this check becomes some value. 20 pounds. There you go, Dave. Take Sharon out for a meal. You won't get much. McDonald's. McDonald's. You can bank that. I'm being serious. Without the signature, it becomes without value. And I think faith is a bit like this. This is what the Bible talks. You know, it's faith that moves mountains. It's faith that where they would be able to walk on the sea. When they took their eyes off Jesus, when the faith went, they started to sink. It's faith that signs off. You know, God has given us so much. He's, he's, he's given us the ability to live a wide, openness life. He's given us the ability to see the impossible, but it's faith that will sign it off. Romans 10, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. See, I believe this is what Peter and John had in Acts chapter 3. Do you remember the story when they were, they were going to the synagogue, I think for a prayer meeting, to the temple for a prayer meeting. 
And they walk on past this person who's been at the beautiful gate for numerous years. And they look at him and say, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, you know, pick up your mat and walk in the name of Jesus. And then that person picks their mat and they run and they're like leaping and jumping. They're joyful because they're healed. This is the kind of faith we want to see. This is the words of faith. See, faith is the opposite of negativity. It's the opposite of of hopelessness. It's not words of pain or blame, but faith, it comes alongside the Bible, the truth in the Bible. See, let's think about this for a moment. Right at the beginning of the Bible, God spoke. He spoke things into being. Let there be light. He spoke the plants, the animals, everything we see around us. Obviously not this building because man made this building. But, you know, we look into creation and we see it all and God spoke it into being. Words are powerful. Faith has a language. I just want to take note for a moment is that God is speaking things into existence over your life right now. I really believe that. When I was preparing for this, I really felt God said, I'm speaking things into existence over people's lives right now. And when God speaks, as we learn from the creation story, it is done, and it is good, and it is very good. See, this theme of God speaking and things happen is throughout the whole Bible. Genesis, God says, let there be light, and there was light. In Hebrews, we learn that Noah preached deliverance and he received it. Moses decreed the plague. 1 Kings, Elijah spoke drought into being. 1 Kings 8, Solomon prayed for fire to come down. Joshua, Joshua commanded the sun and the moon to stand still. Daniel, when he was in the, the, um, the fire, he spoke. And throughout the New Testament, the majority of miracles, not all of them, but majority of them, followed by Jesus saying, you are healed. Your sins are forgiven. Now you are healed. It's the speaking. Faith has a language. Faith is a way of life. Something that we have to activate in life every day. It's not something when, you know, when life throws us a, a ball, a curveball in our face. And we, doesn't, we didn't think, oh, we didn't expect that. And then we like think, I need my faith now. I need my faith now. But faith should have a constant language. It's a language of saying, this is impossible, but I believe God can heal this person. It's a language saying, you know, I feel worried, but I know God's going to take care of me. You can't take away, you're not feeling worried, but you're saying, I believe God is going to take care. I know I haven't got enough money to pay for food this week, but I know God's going to provide the food. And the amazing thing about God, he doesn't always do things the way we like. Sometimes we think, oh God, I need 50 pounds to pay for my food this week. I need 50 pounds, God. God, when are you going to bring that 50 pounds in? And then you, you get some food to your front door and you're thinking, oh, I didn't actually need the 50 pounds. I needed the food. God does, sometimes does that to us. Faith is a language. And we need to change the way we speak, that we are speaking words of faith. You know, God is with you. You are strong. The Bible says this, that faith, sorry, the words 
Your words have the power to cause death and life. It's quite a strong thing to take, isn't it, really? What words are you saying? See, the writer of Hebrews, he then goes on to say that faith is leaving your home. See, people who do such things, this is from Hebrews 11, uh, show that they are looking for the the, uh, country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. See, have you ever left to go on holiday, and you got into your car or got onto a plane, and you started to think about your home? You started to think about maybe things that you're going to do in a couple of months' time. See, majority of people, when they get in a car or get on a plane, they start to think about maybe, I hope the roads are going to be okay. At what time does my flight go? Have I got my passport? Have I got my swimming trunks? You think about things on your holiday or getting towards your holiday. You, you tr- once you've closed that door, usually most people, hopefully, are stopped thinking about the things that have, have they turned the cooker off or something, uh, which we all probably do a little bit anyway. But we close the door and we, we're thinking about we're on our holiday. When we're on our holiday, we're thinking about, we're trying to stop everything else but think about the things on our holiday. And this is what the writer is trying to get at. This is what it is. He goes, if you want to leave something behind, if you want to live a life of faith, you've got to leave, sorry, you've got to leave something behind. You've got to go to another country. You can't choose to live a life of faith a bit of your life. You've got to choose to live it fully. You can't believe God has called you to do something or called you to live a life of faith and you don't devote your life to it. See, the devil doesn't want your marriage to be healed. The devil doesn't want your fears and worries to be gone. The devil doesn't want healing to come into your life. The devil doesn't want you to live an authentic Christian life. The devil doesn't want you to be a Christian at all. John 10.10 says, The devil's come to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come to give you life in the abundance or fullness. See, faith causes things that are dead in our life and brings them to life. Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. See, we need to be speaking words and living a life of faith. God is able to heal that person. God, you're able to save that person. I know, God, God, you're going to come through. I don't know when it's going to happen, but you're going to come through. You know, I'm not going to be in my own self-pity. I'm not going to think the worst scenario, but I'm going to think, what can God do? Not what I can do, not even what other people can do, but what can God do in my life? And this is the thing. Faith is reliant on someone outside of will constraints. It's someone who's bigger and greater than this world. And I think the danger for Christians today is to forget that God is a supernatural God. See, it's easy to live and believe in God in a natural way. And forget that God, he is supernatural. He is divine. He's out of this world. And where we think 
God, can you do this? God, are you going to do this? God, he can do anything. Absolutely anything. God is helping me here right now. And then he can heal people. He can save people. He can transform lives. It's all easy peasy for him. A tree is only as strong as its roots. And our faith is only as strong as our roots in God. Faith is a confidence of what you hope for and assurance of what you do not see. This is a great quote from St. Augustine. Faith, we've got St. Augustine, faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. What do you need to see? Maybe it's someone getting God, I'm praying for this person to get saved. God, I need to see this person healed. God, I just need more strength in my life. I feel constantly tired. God, I need you to do this for this people, Lord. St. Augustine says, the reward of your faith, you're going to see what you believe. See, having limitless faith, it would expand your vision, perspective, and you will start to see what God can do in life. You won't look and think, oh, not another situation. You'll be like, God, you're going to do something great again. You're going to come up trumps. You're going to your, work your power again. What do you need a breakthrough in? Where do you need your faith? Do you need to raise your faith levels? Do you need to speak the words of faith? Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, I think we can easily believe in God, but do we believe in God of the Bible? What do I mean by that? I think it's easy to believe in a God that exists. But if we believe in a God of the Bible, we've got to believe in the God of the whole Bible. That God does signs and wonders. He does miracles. He does things that where two add two equals five. He does things where things just doesn't make sense. He does things when you've got a Mary Poppins bag and you're going into there and just more keeps giving, more keeps coming out. Oh, God, I don't understand how you're doing it. I don't understand how you're putting food on my table. I don't understand how you're doing it. You know, I, I, we've lived this in a, as a family for many years. When I was growing up, we didn't have enough money to put food on the table. And I would watch my mum in faith pray, and literally people would put food outside our door. Faith is believing that God can do miracles. It's believing that I can't, but God can and the language of faith is so important. And I think it's so important that we put ourselves around people that's going to speak faith into us. We want people to be empathetic towards the things that are going on in our life. But it's just as important to have people that speak faith into us. Because if someone comes around me and goes, so sorry to hear that, Tim. You know, I do feel for you. And they're, they're really empathetic. And I'm so, so happy they're around me and put their hands around me. But at the same time, I want someone to say, Tim, God can do this. 
Tim, do you know what the Bible says about this? He can do miracles. Do you know, Tim, God can save that person you're praying for. Tim, this is, you need someone to speak faith into us. And as a church, we need to speak faith into each other. We need to be empathetic and speak in the language of faith towards each other, believing in the God of the impossible, because we are the carriers of his kingdom. I want to go back to that question. What do you need a breakthrough today? And I just want to spend the next couple of minutes and praying to God for these things. Father God, Lord, we want to action and activate our faith, Lord God, as we've been doing throughout the whole service this morning. And Father, you know the things, the people, the situations that we are carrying. And I pray you will fill each one of us with a spirit of faith to believe for the impossible, to go to situations, to go into workplaces, to go into our families and believe that, God, that you can transform and change and heal. And Father God, we just want to claim the truth into these areas. And Lord, we pray for those people that were praying to get saved. We pray that you will, you will um, by your spirit, that you will draw them close to you. Lord, we pray for those, as we've already prayed, for those who are sick, that you would heal them in the name of Jesus. We pray for those that are going through tough workplaces at the moment, that you will break through into those workplaces, Lord God. Lord, we pray for those maybe who are struggling um, in raising their children, Lord God, that you would give them the parents wisdom and strength as they raise their children. Father, we pray for the things and you would raise each one of our faith levels to believe that you can help us and that you can change and transform any situation. To say actually nothing is impossible for you. Father, I pray that we would speak words of faith to one another. We would speak words of life to one another. And I pray as we do this, that it would change our perspective in life. We won't feel crammed in. We won't feel insignificant small. But we would enter into that wide open space of saying, I can dream dreams. Anything is impossible for God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.